It's so good to be back on the boat podcast. I'm super excited. It's been like two months. Man, it's been a long time. So I'm back fully by the grace of God. And today I'm going to be reviewing a book titled Unfading Beauty, written by Shade Akoni. She's the wife of the preacher, popular preacher, Billy Akoni, and they are based in Boko. Now, Unfading Beauty is just a book that tells us both men and women about what God says about beauty in itself. Now, it starts by saying that a lot of people say that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, which this kind of beauty focuses on the external appearance. Meanwhile, beauty for a child of God should not depend on how people see it, but beauty for a child of God should depend on how God sees it, not how the world sees it, since our citizenship is not of this world. We are not looking, the end goal is not for us to end here in this world or to end in air fire. Our end goal is to be with Christ and to reign with Him. Now, in Christianity, there are two sides to beauty and dressing. There are two extreme sides. The first extreme side is the people who dress shabbily as a show of holiness and those who are not well covered. That's the extreme side, other extreme side, all in the name of freedom and grace. So one side dress shabbily and they don't keep themselves all in the name of holiness. While the other side, they just dress anyhow because they feel that there is grace and there's freedom for all. And that is the reason why a lot of women are so concerned on how to maintain external beauty. That's why they spend so much money on how to make their hair, their nails, makeup, clothes, shoes, and even the men as well. They buy things that are very expensive, expensive gadgets, expensive, so many things, while neglecting the weightier issues in the Bible. Now, the author made mention of the weightier issues. Now, these are the things that the Bible requires of us, that God requires of us, that are very important, that are core to our existence in this life. They are the basic uh, principles that God wants us to, to have, fruits of the Holy Spirit, gifts of the uh, Spirit, and so many other things like that. Meanwhile, inner beauty is what detects what the external beauty is. Remember the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's also the same thing when it comes to dressing and beauty. What you have inside of you is what will dictate what people will see outside. If you make your outward beauty your priority, it will surely fade. It is, you can find it in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 24 to 25, which says that all flesh are like grass and all the glory of a man is as that of flower. Flesh appears today. And it fades tomorrow. So basically what that scripture is talking about is the fact that we as human beings, when you take care of your flesh, it is something that will just die. So why not just nourish your spirit? As beautiful as Solomon's temple was, God instructed the children of Israel not to make it a priority, but rather to make their, to take their work with God more seriously. And then whenever inner beauty is missing in any life, Every other thing in that life is not beautiful. No matter how you see it, it is wasteful. It will be affected. Your personal desire for beauty must not be your motive for dressing. When you are dressing up, 
ask yourself certain questions which I'm going to tell you by the end of this podcast. Because you have been crucified with Christ. You are not living for yourself. You are living for God. So you must allow Him to dictate how you dress because your external beauty cannot save any man. Your external beauty is not what will give salvation to anybody. Your external beauty is not what will give anything to anybody but what you have inside of you. Now she talked about ornaments of inner beauty and there are two. One, you have to be meek and you have to be gentle. So a meek and gentle spirit. A lowly someone who is uh, submissive to God. That is the our own definition of someone who is meek. Someone who is submissive to God. Someone who is not bothered. Even in the midst of a storm, you are calm. You are quiet. You live a life of holiness, overcoming the flesh. You are developing your faith and trust in God. That is what it means to be lowly, to be meek and to be quiet. And also, true worship of God does not primarily depend on external beauty. Now, what she is saying here is that there are times that God makes certain requirements of his servants concerning their dressing as a matter of approach when entering his presence. She gave an example of Aaron. There was a particular way that God wanted Aaron to dress. There was a particular way that God requested that Samson should dress. For Aaron, it was to wear his priestly garments. For Samson, it was not to cut the hair on his head. Now, what she's saying is that it is possible for a child of God to get to a point in our work or his work with God, where God makes certain demands on his or our life about the issue of dressing. So it is very possible. That's why you find that certain people take certain decisions. For example, I know that there are some uh, Christians or there are some music ministers who have met and they said they don't use jewelries. Not because it is bad in itself, but they say, uh, they told me that because that is the instruction that God has given to them. So they don't use jewelries. There are certain people that don't dress in a certain way because that is the instruction that God has given to them. So it is possible for you in your work in, with God that God demands certain things from you. However, if God has demanded certain things from you, it is personal to you. It is not general. So it is what you have had with as a relationship with God. You must not generalize it. So if God is telling you as a music minister, a drama minister, or a child of God to let go of certain things that pertains to your dressing, that is just you. You must not make it general. You must not, if you see someone else putting on that particular apparel, the person is not a sinner. So what she is saying here is that you must not condemn a child of God who is not under that particular concentration that God has required of you. There are certain times that Christ, uh, Christians should not wear some outfits to certain places. It's not because it is bad. But if you wear that cat, uh, particular outfit to that particular place, ask yourself, will it hinder the work of God? For example, if you are going to a church where they always cover their head, they don't wear trousers as a lady. It would be it would not be proper for you to go to that church with open head, not because it is bad, but because 
why do people see you they are they already have a particular mindset about it so study the place that you are going to and know how god will have you relate with them it is the flesh that makes a believer to dress wordily and wrongly she emphasized majorly on the works of the flesh and the works of the spirit it is also the flesh that makes one to dress only but in hypocrisy the issues of dressing is not that of rules and regulation no so we have uh, in the law and in the grace which is quite different she also explained that in detail emphasizing the fact that dressing for a child of god is not about rules and regulation because you can wear certain outfits and the holy spirit will ask you to remove it it also has to do more of the new birth experience that leads to the leading of the holy spirit now there are ways of dressing that is proper to a christian even to a woman and to a man even the unbelievers will know this they know this because they know that there are certain ways that a person should dress there are certain ways that a woman or a man should dress. Now, if you go contrary to this, they begin to question you. And it will be difficult for you to evangelize to them. You cannot dress anyhow and go out on evangelism. Nobody will answer you. You don't have to dress like Jezebel. Now, lastly, you have to ask yourself certain questions when it pertains to dressing. And one of the things that the author listed is that you need to ask yourself is, why am I wearing these clothes? Will it bring edification to the people who see me? Is it the flesh that is pushing me to wear this? Is it customary in that environment? Will it negatively affect the work of evangelism? Because each of us will stand before God on the day of judgment and give accounts. I hope you have been blessed with this podcast.